T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Just do it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Yeah, buddy. Inside the 9 o'clock hour on the fan. A 5-hour KM to AM as we proceed. Hopefully you're enjoying the night. You're doing well. Election night. No NBA on. I'm in here watching the Devils. They're up 2-1. And let's see what the score is over in Madison Square Garden. Excuse me. <coughs> I know there's a cough button, but if you hit the cough button, it's just silence. The Rangers are up 3-1. Rangers fans feeling themselves. No one's going to call up and talk hockey, though. Are they? Maybe. Young Jared out in Ocean County on the fan. What's up, kid? Yeah, what's up? Uh, I first, Let's start with some NBA. Um, I kind of think that the whole Kyrie thing is kind of giving me mer- memories of how OBJ was, how he used to act. Hmm. You got to give me some more context. What did OBJ do that is similar to what Kyrie just did? They were just, they're not... Not living up to how they should be off the court. Off the court. Uh, okay, I think uh, I'm I'm following you here a little bit. I think you know they have talent, but it just seems like there's always a distraction, and there's also a, a hyper focus from the media on them. So any mistake they make, any misstep they have is is even larger. And you really just want to see them play. You really just want to see them compete. You really just want to see them out there doing what they do best, but it's always something else in the way. Uh, I'm following you a little bit, but I wouldn't compare OBJ to Kyrie, especially not right now. <laughs> yeah. So I think that last night for the Knicks was a great win. Randall had 35 points, Barrett 22, Brunson 23. That's the blueprint, and uh, they're going to need that against the Nets coming up tomorrow night. They're all going to have to score. Because KD is probably going to go for 30 at least. And uh, the Nets have been moving the ball around decent, playing better defense, holding teams to less than 100 points. The Knicks are going to have to pass the ball like they did in this last game and have multiple guys be able to shoot it and score it for them. Yeah. um, Nets-Knicks is going to be a fun one. Last year, 28-point deficit. Knicks can't let that happen again. Yeah, Cam Thomas. You know, Cam Thomas had that uh, 
dagger in the garden, and he's been getting a little more run now. He posted on his Twitter and Instagram, Instagram free cam in the beginning of the year. He wasn't getting that much run. He wasn't getting that much time. But now he's playing out of necessity. No Kyrie. And uh, expect to see him go for it. Expect to see him score. Expect to see him uh, try and create his own shot against the Knicks. And I've said a couple times tonight, these games always come down to the wire. These games are always competitive no matter who's on the roster in the last couple years. And the Nets have been able to come out on top. I think they've won the last six or seven in a row. It's at least six in a row. So I know Knicks fans cannot wait to knock off the Nets, especially in a year like this where it's like, here we go again with Kyrie and the turmoil and the drama. I saw they asked uh, Julius Randle about it. They were trying to get Julius Randle probably to give the Nets some bulletin board material. And uh, Julius isn't worried about the drama in Brooklyn. He said that's their problem. All good over here in Nick land, baby. So Knicks are feeling good about their team. Five and five. They've had some big wins. And uh, I think they've grown as a team under Tibbs. I think they're a better unit, better team. But you just got to be able to stop Kevin Durant. And uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm pumped to watch that game tomorrow. I don't think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to lock in and, uh, you know, really watch the coverage of that so that when I'm on after the game, we can all talk about it. Yeah. Uh, can I give a quick shout-out? Absolutely. Shout-out to Dave out in Ocean County, one of my great friends. Ocean County, down the shore. Good stuff, Jared. Thanks for the call, man. Young boys, call me up before bedtime, before you got to tuck, before you got to go to school tomorrow. Hit that line. I know I'm about to have uh, CP the franchise on 9.30 to 10, but... Once, uh, you know, and not even 930 to 10. I won't take up that much of his time. I asked him for 10, 15 minutes to talk Nets, Nick. So you young boys listening, I got to get the call in before it gets too late, before mom and dad tell you, all right, turn the phone off, turn the radio off. And they were all, I, I the majority of kids probably off today with election day. Oh, yeah. Too? So maybe that's why a lot of. See, Paulie knows things. Yeah. So these, I don't know. I, I, no, was, but that's right. Oh, that's correct. Holiday. Of course, everyone's off, I would think. The voting spot by me that I went to, is it's a school, and there's no one in there. No kids. You just walk right in and um, do your thing. So, yeah, I didn't even realize that, and I literally walked into a school today. <laughs> kids are off from school. <laughs> I walked into an empty school today and didn't think twice about, where are all the children? So the kids that are calling in the Station today, they had a long day of doing whatever they want. They're closing their day down with some sports talk on the fan. No NBA, a little NHL. Uh, but we're talking NBA. We're talking Giants. Haven't done as much Jets talk tonight because we did that last last night. It's funny. When we came in last night, I just was like, fast news day. And I was happy because slow news day leads us to just talking in circles about Kyrie Irving. Fast news day. And then coming off a Jets win... There was so much to talk about, and the news cycle just flipped right over. More stuff to talk about today. Yesterday, we were talking about the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yesterday, we were talking more so about Jim Ursay and Jeff Saturday being hired. Uh, what else were we talking about? We were talking a little bit about Xavier McKinney, but then we found out more. But yesterday was a Jets day. Yesterday was a rare day uh, where you get a victory Monday as a Jets fan to celebrate knocking off arguably the best team in the NFL a team that was unanimously picked as the favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. So we you know, we gave Giants fans their time. I tried to talk about World Series, and that just made me think of something. I was on yesterday, and maybe you heard me, maybe you didn't, but I have to apologize and correct something. You know, I went off of just one tweet I saw 
that didn't have that many people at the Astros World Series parade. And I assumed that there wasn't that many people. And I said something along the lines of, if a parade happens and no one sees it, did it really happen? Well, I've seen more videos. I've seen more images. And there was a good amount of people. I think it was Ben Verlander that said there was around 2 million people out in the streets of Houston for that parade. I think I was just being a bitter Yankees fan. I think I was just being a bitter New Yorker and leaning into the fact that we haven't had a parade here since the Giants won 10 years ago. Uh, We haven't had a parade. We're in a little bit of a drought. I don't know when it'll be, but I was talking about how crazy it would be in New York. You know, post-2020, after covid uh, New York City, the next team that's able to bring a championship home. Shout out to NYCFC. I know they 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 did win a championship. They brought it home, but there was no parade for them. One of these major sports, the Rangers, the Islanders. If the New Jersey Devils win the Stanley Cup, it would make no sense to have a parade through New York. It would be through Newark. <laughs> I would love that to happen, actually. I'll, I'll be... I'll be there. I'll be in the middle of that. So Rangers, Islanders, Mets, Yankees. But, you know, the Giants and the Jets play in New Jersey, but those parades would certainly be in New York. And then the Knicks and Nets, but we don't ever have to worry about the Knicks and Nets winning the finals. It's not going to happen. The Nets were closed some years ago, but that's when they played in Jersey. They would have done the parade in New Jersey. Keith McPherson on the fan. Call me up. Astros fans listening. My bad. My bad. A whole two million of y'all were out there. I saw someone chuck a beer at Ted Cruz. I saw Bregman out there with a pack of people behind him and his broken finger. They look like they had a good time. They've already announced that Dusty Baker will be back. The Astros are going for back-to-back World Series so that those of you that aren't calling them a dynasty, I am. I'm, I'm giving it up. I give respect and credit where credit is due. They beat the Yankees, and it wasn't close. They swept the Yankees, embarrassed the Yankees. They were the better team all year. And the whole thing this year in the baseball season was anyone but the Astros. Can't let the Astros win another World Series. Oh, no, they did it. If they go back-to-back, that's that's a dynasty that no one can say isn't a dynasty. And I'm, I, I, I don't care to call them a dynasty for any reason besides I just think it's facts. They got to the American League Championship Series six years in a row. They won it in 2017 cheating, and they said, you know what, we're going to get back to the World Series, beat everyone, and win it, and then what say you now? No one can say anything. Yeah, I know Framber Valdez had some stuff on his glove and his hand, whatever, but if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Crooked Houston is always doing something. Maybe in three years we'll find out what they're up to now, but that's always been their thing. They used to have that stupid hill in center field. I was like, what are they doing underneath that hill? What's going on there? What was that hill called in Houston? And Minute Maid Park, I always forget. It was like some stupid name. Minute Maid Park Hill in center field. Some stupid name when it comes up. Tall's Hill. Who is tall? I don't know. But they're always doing something, man. From the trash cans to the cameras. Why was Garrett Cole so dominant in his last year in Houston and the Yankees get him? And we're never going to see that version of him again. Who knows? Spider tack? Oh, yeah. And Framber Valdez, they don't have spider tack anymore. But Framber Valdez, there's plenty of videos on the, on the internet of this guy clearly has something, some type of stu- substance that he's using, some type of stuff to help him grip the ball, whatever. Martin Maldonado, 
had a, a legal bat. And I know it didn't give him an advantage, but it still was an illegal bat. I think it was a bat that Albert Pujols gave him. Like, these guys are always doing something they're not supposed to be doing. That's their MO. But you got to give it to them. They won again. And they dominated. They swept the Yankees. They swept the Mariners. The Phillies were able to rally and, and, and get two wins off of them. One, they stole in the 10th inning. And the other one, McCullers was tipping his pitches. And that was it. That was all she wrote early. So... I give my respect and my props to the Houston Astros. They are the Astros. It's, it's crazy. I was uh, my boy Roflo from MLB Network who hosts MLB Central. I was looking at his Instagram last night, and he's got this video that he's doing the voiceover, and it's it's like chronicling the whole series uh, or the whole postseason and the regular season for the Astros. And I'm listening, and I hear my own voice. And there's a line that I guess I said on off base. I was like, they're still the Astros. I got to go back to the early episodes of off base. I know I picked the Astros to come out of the American League. And I know there was an episode where, I don't know, maybe my co-hosts were talking about, they don't have Carlos Correa. We don't know what Verlander's going to be. And my whole line of thinking was, they're still the Astros. They have a standard of excellence. They also cheat. They're going to get back to the top of the mountain. They are there until someone knocks them off. They went to the World Series last year and lost. I was sure that they would get back to the World Series this year. But those Yankees that were predicted to finish in third or fourth place somehow got off to a 52-18 and 18 start. Somehow were winning at a historic clip and fooled all of us. We were bamboozled, hoodwinked, led astray. They told us that these Yankees were better than the 1998 Yanks. We thought that they could actually beat the Astros. And when the Astros came here and we split that series, two wins that we had to walk off, you know, barely beat them, I think it gave uh, Yankees fans some false hope as well. But I wasn't confident after watching the Yankees struggle like they did in August. My line for you guys was, if you could be that bad, I don't know if you could be that good. If you could be that bad, I don't know if you're good enough to beat the Astros who already beat you when you were better. And then we saw them get swept. They were completely outmatched. So Yankees fans know what time it is. It's time to figure out how to beat the Astros. It's been time since 2017. Nah, since 2015. I was at that wild card game when Dallas Keuchel shoved it down our throats and uh, we didn't have a response. And that was the end of that old crew. And then the next year they started making some changes. And man, time goes by. That's, that's something I was telling my wife. I'm like, I've been chasing a championship with the Yankees for a long time now. I'm a grown man. The last time the Yankees won the World Series, I was in college. Had no idea what my future would be, what my life would be. But I was banking on the fact that I would get a job in New York doing something and be in close proximity for the next Yankees World Series parade. I'm here now. Where's the parade at? Where's the parade, Yanks? Let's go to Astoria and talk to Lou. What's up, Lou? You're on the fan. Hey, Keith. How you doing? Great, man. Thanks Listen, for calling uh, up. By the Hall of Fame, um, as you, you mentioned uh, even yesterday that there's a few guys that were, were put in for, you know, to be voted. I don't know if it, they, I mean, uh, this guy, Joe Heyman, says that uh, he hates people with steroids, but he voted for Barry Bonds. I, I, I don't get it. But anyway. <laughs> Make an exception uh, for I Barry. I want you to take a look at, at, at this player, Gary Sheffield, okay? This never get mentioned. The guy, he, I believe he 500, over 500 home runs. Lifetime batting average was 292. 
Do you remember he played for our team, the Yankees? Yeah, of course. He, he. I mean, even the, the terrorism coach has to always move back to left field because that's how hard he hit the ball. But anyway, before before I go to Cashman, what is your opinion on, on Gary Sheffield? He's a legend. Gary Sheffield is a guy that all of us imitated his batting stance. I'm black, so there's not that many black guys. When you're looking at baseball as a young kid, Gary Sheffield is a man. He's. But what is the problem when he doesn't even give an animation? Um, I don't know. They didn't vote for him. I don't know what his percentages were. Um, but he has the numbers there, Keith. I, I, this is what I don't understand. I well, mean, uh, later on, look it up, and and someone time in the future, let me know. And well, he also was linked. He also was linked to steroids, so that's it for you. I don't know the yeah, numbers. But you know what? So was the uh, OTs. So was the uh, Pujol. You know, it's ridiculous. And a it whole depends bunch of who they like. And that's what I was saying last night. Like, they like Ortiz. And a lot of these Boston writers and these Boston Red Sox fans, they like his personality. They like that they, you know, they, they like him. I it's about likability. How about the guy from Cleveland? How about the guy from Cleveland who actually even, uh, the media hated him and even threw a, a baseball at a kid in the ballpark. Uh, I mean, he should be a Hall of Famer, but they haven't put him in because of a situation like that because, he was really nasty. Uh, I forgot his name right now, but uh, uh, Bell. Pitcher? Oh, Albert Bell. No, Bell, Bell. Albert Bell, yeah. I don't know, Albert man. Bell. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, let me go to Cashman for, for a bit here, right? Listen, when Cash, this thing about Cashman is what bothers me. I don't know if you remember uh, Bernie Williams, okay? If it wasn't because of the owner interfere, he would have been playing for Boston. I remember. Because the same thing he did to Judge and Jeter, okay? We went public with him, okay? I mean, it, it's ridiculous. This guy, and by the way, before I go any further, you were talking about the best team, like the 98 Yankees. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Joey Gallo when we were doing that great. So we, <laughs> we got rid of him, so we went terrible. The That's curse crazy. of Joey Gallo. You, you know, but it's ridiculous. You know, you have fans saying that, or you got rid of Gallo, he was a good looking strong. Ah, please. But let me tell you something about Derek Jeter, by the way. It's your idol, but let me tell you what happened. Derek Jeter, okay? I understand. The GM had no common sense. What he did was wrong with Jeter. But Jeter was told, listen, when he became a free agent, he was told, try to see if any other team right. would give you more money, than, which was wrong anyway, than we, that, than we were going to give you. If, you. if you do find that, I just want you to answer me this, because I know you're a Jeter fan. and you, I mean, it's everybody's fan anyway. But let me ask you something. Jeter, was, his agent was looking for 20 to 24 million dollars a year for a couple of years. What would happen if Jeter was offered that amount for any other team? You still still be a Yankees? Because money talks to me. Yeah, it's about but, money. Yeah, but Jeter, Sorry, Jeter was about his, his legacy. Thanks for the call, Lou. Jeter was about his legacy. He was about staying in pinstripes. He dreamed of being the Yankees shortstop. He made that dream a reality. He dreamed of retiring in pinstripes, I think. Cashman even verbalized him that he wanted Hanley Ramirez back then. And whatever. It didn't go that way. Uh, it's unfortunate that some of our favorite Yankees, Bernie, Jeter, and now Judge, have had this situation uh, with the front office. And I know they're very businesslike. I-, I know they're super buttoned up and also stuck in their ways. But there has to be some type of cachet, some type of extra, like, I don't know, way to bend the rules or uh, something that goes beyond business practices or fiscal responsibility for those Yankees that the fans love, those Yankees that are the faces of the Yankees, those Yankees that have been clutch, 
that have done it, like Bernie, like G, like my, my arguably three of my favorite Yankees of all time, Bernie Williams, Derek Jeter, and Aaron Judge. They all have been kind of done wrong at some point by Cashman and the organization. And they'll chalk it up to business and uh, a budget and all this other stuff. It's like, man, stop playing. You know who the fans love. You know who the fans come to see. You know who the leaders are. You know who the people want, like who puts people in those seats. And right now, it's Aaron Judge, right? And I remember the year before I went into the fan cave, they moved on from Robbie Cano. I was mad at Jay-Z. I was like, look at this. Jay-Z started Rock Nation. They got Robinson Cano, a deal with the Seattle Mariners. I forget what he signed for, but it was like, it was a little more than the Yankees were willing to do. And Robbie Cano, man, I love Robbie. He was smooth. Robbie was the guy. Robbie, you know, fielded that last out, threw that to Teixeira. Yankees win the World Series. Cano was winning home run derbies and stuff. I thought he was the guy. I thought he was going to be here at second base for a little longer. No, but they moved on. Forget who they had. Didn't they have, like, Brian Roberts playing second base for the Yankees after that? I don't know. Either way, they can't do that with this team. They can't. I don't, I don't, I don't see them doing it. I think everything starts with Aaron Judge. And I already, you know, talked about earlier in the show how they put his personal uh, business out there. And they did the same thing to Jeter. I hope they don't mess this up. Keith McPherson on the fan. When we come back, CP the franchise from Knicks Fan TV. We'll chop it up. We'll talk Knicks, Nets, ahead of their matchup tomorrow night in Barclays Center. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Man. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Hey, good track. Keith McPherson on the fan checking back in. 9.30, I told you. CP, the franchise from Knicks Fan TV, joins us right now. CP, what's going on, brother? Keith, a, a little money, power, respect to, to lead in. How can <laughs> I complain, man? It's a beautiful, beautiful way to come in, man. Glad to be on with you. 
perfect. Paulie cued that up. That's so New York. That sets the vibe, the tone, the energy as we get ready for Knicks versus Nets. How you feeling about the game tomorrow? You feeling confident? You feeling like the Knicks can get a win against the Nets in Brooklyn? Battle of the Boroughs, Act 1. Always look forward to these matchups. I'm feeling good. Look, I, I think the Knicks, uh, they're, they're working through their woes, whether it's the three-point defense, some injury woes, but nevertheless, offensively, things have been clicking for these guys. I mean, you just had the Knicks uh, coming off of a 120-107 to win in Minnesota where Julius Randle went a red-hot 8 for 13 from downtown. You know, Jalen Brunson has been chipping in as well all year. R.J. Barrett seems to be finding his groove, so... I think offensively, this Knicks team is, has been, you know, clicking pretty well. It's on the defensive side of things where they're going to have their hands full, obviously, starting with Kevin Durant. So uh, we'll see how it goes on Wednesday. But nevertheless, I think I think the Knicks can pull, pull it out. Yeah, now the Knicks are coming off a big win, 120-107 against the Timberwolves. Unfortunately, the Nets lost their game yesterday to the Dallas Mavericks. But whatever, you put it behind you and you go into this rivalry, all bets are off. None of that matters. Here's a question for you, right? And I'll answer it for the, the Nets fans. You know, who is a player this season early on in these first couple games that has surprised you? For Nets fans, it's got to be Utah Watanabe, who won't be available for the game tomorrow. But Utah has risen up and gotten a chance to play, and he's been solid. And I don't think many fans really even expected him to crack the rotation. Who is that guy on the Knicks for you that has really stepped up and become a player this year? Yeah, you know what? I got to start with Obi Toppin coming off of the bench, man. I mean, he finished last season so well in Julius Randle's absence. The question mark was going to be, could he continue his hot shooting from last year? And and he's done that very well, shooting 40% from three. He's almost at a 50-40-90 slash line. He's about 49% field goal percentage, 40% from three, and 100% from the free throw line. Obi Toppin is looking great. His shooting stroke is looking fantastic. He's getting the Knicks out in transition. He's also making plays in transition as well, rebounding the ball well. He's He's been playing good defense. He had four steals last night in the Knicks' win against the Timberwolves. And now you're starting to see the biggest question mark since he's been here has been can he and Julius Randle share the court together? Can they coexist? Because for the last two seasons, Tom Thibodeau has been so resistant and reluctant to play these guys in meaningful games and meaningful minutes. But now, due to the injury of Mitchell Robinson, Tibbs' hand has been forced. And now you're seeing Julius and Obi sharing the court together and even finishing in a number of games. And that's been encouraging. And I think that's been largely due to Obi Toppin's ability to space the floor as a three-point shooter, his improved rebounding, and his improved defense. So to me, I wouldn't necessarily say he's been a surprise, but he's been a big spark for the Knicks bench, no question. Now, you mentioned Mitchell Robinson and his injury. Uh, he won't be in this game. Uh, T.J. Warren, I already mentioned Utah Watanabe, and then Kyrie Irving also won't be in this game. So a couple guys missing, but we're expecting to see Ben Simmons out there, Seth Curry out there, and those are two guys from the Nets that uh, they definitely need to play a part and a bigger role. They're, you know, coming along, but, like, not themselves, right? Ben Simmons has been a shell of himself and Seth Curry hasn't been able to really get it going yet. But um, you guys were able to get Quentin Grimes back. Quentin Grimes, um, I think, you know, with getting Quentin Grimes back and, you know, having some better shooting from other guys, you've been able to move away from Evan Fournier a bit. And me, I'm an Evan Fournier hater. I've been. Uh, from the Celtics days, I never liked the guy. KD always goes at him. 
And I think it's best that you don't have Evan Fournier anywhere near KD tomorrow. Uh, what about Cam Reddish? Cam Reddish is a guy that's emerged, and uh, he was a top recruit coming out of high school, coming out of Duke, played with R.J. Barrett. And to see him now in the starting lineup and playing 28 minutes a night like he did last night, man, this is a guy that they traded for last year. I think he's got a lot of upside, too. You know, the interesting thing is that coming into this season, many and myself included thought that Cam Reddish in this wing rotation was going to be the odd man out because Quentin Grimes was coming in from year two, had a great summer league, almost should have won the summer league MVP, was really solid there, was really rounding out his game and and not just being a three-point shooter, but really being a guy that could put the ball on the floor and make some plays. However, Quentin Grimes has missed so much time with a foot injury he did come back for a couple of games. He, he played a cut in, in their game against the Hawks, their loss against the Hawks, started in their game against Philadelphia, and now missed the, the last two games and is in jeopardy of missing the Nets game with foot soreness. So that has allowed Cam Reddish to really assume that role in the starting rotation as a starting three, which allows R.J. Barrett to move to the two. And where Cam Reddish is coming in now is his defense. The Knicks sorely need wing defense. The matchup tomorrow night against Kevin Durant is going to be my key matchup to watch, Cam Reddish versus Kevin Durant, because Cam Reddish is really the only true wing that the Knicks have on this team. They do not have a lot of wing depth, especially with the Grimes injury. They are compromised there, but Cam Reddish gives them length. He gives them athleticism. He's now been inserted into the starting lineup. You hope that he can find some three-point efficiency there because playing with uh, R.J. Barrett and Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, he may not get the ball as much as that starting unit, but nevertheless, his defense is going to be heavily relied upon. And so, as you said, that has pushed Evan Fournier to a bench role where now he's trying to adjust, and he hasn't been looking so great. But uh, with Cam Reddish in the starting lineup, I think the Knicks can be happy about where their defense can go going forward. Here's something that I've noticed from the outside looking in as a Nets fan looking at the Knicks. It's the third year under Coach Tom Thibodeau. I feel like, you know, they've had some growth. I, I know Jalen Brunson is a huge difference. We'll get to him in a second. But I just feel like this is a third year in his system, hearing his voice, his strategy, his game plans. Uh, what are you seeing out of him on the sidelines? We know how he can get. But what are you seeing about, you know, how he goes about his game plans, how he gets these guys to respond, and how they actually are responding this year? Yeah, well, you know, having been around the team from from summer league and going to their open practices and, and covering some of these games from a media standpoint, uh, they do buy into tips. They they have a lot of respect for them. It's a very cohesive locker room. These guys are playing hard for each other. They look up to guys like a Julius Randle and even a Derrick Rose as some of the leaders on this team. You see R.J. Barrett really trying to assert himself as a leader on this team, and they are following Tom Thibodeau's lead, and so – Again, you, you know, you look at the the improvements by a guy like an Obi Toppin. He's been buying into what the coach has been preaching, and he's gotten better. Emmanuel quickly has had some up and downs. Cam Reddish gives gives a lot of credit to the Knicks and their program, having come into this year healthy and practicing with the team early, really trying to get up to speed in Tibbs' system. And so, you know, you do have guys buying in. Nevertheless, there have been some some tough tough uh, losses and, and adversity early in this season. I mean, they had a 25-point lead on the Hawks, lost that lead at home, and really got embarrassed at home to DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. And then they were looking at an even uglier loss in Philadelphia the next night with no Joel Embiid and, and James Harden. And so 
there's been some situations where it looks like they, they let go of the rope a little bit. So they, they've got to be careful there. But overall, it seems like, you know, the, the team is playing as, as hard as they can uh, under Tom Thibodeau. Let's just see if it translates into wins. It's good to have a coach. I mean, even if he's 64 years old, it's good to have a guy <laughs> that knows what he's doing. The Nets kind of have a guy in Jacques Vaughn who knows what he's doing. But obviously they fired Steve Nash last week. Uh, it was rumored that they were going to hire Ime Udoka. That, I think, is put on the back burner for now. And, uh, you know, the Nets want fans to buy into Jacques Vaughn, who we already saw after they fired Kenny Atkinson take over. But, hey, he was able to go on the road and win two out of three. We're rolling with him for now. We'll see what he does tomorrow with the lights on, with everyone paying attention. Now, let's talk about Jalen Brunson. I'm from Jersey. He's a Jersey guy. I've known about him for years. I'm not surprised by anything I see from him. He plays with a chip on his shoulder, not being a first-round draft pick, but coming out of Villanova with two national championships. I just feel like he's always going to demand his respect. And the way he goes about the game, he's just unflappable. He's the same. He's he's just constant. He's consistent. Uh, what have you noticed just a change from year to year? It's not Alec Burks. It's Jalen Brunson bringing the ball up and uh, getting you guys into the right plays and the right decision-making and Something else I said about the guy, I like how he handles himself with the media, too. He's accountable. When they lose, he's not ducking, he's not hiding. He already knows, kind of, you know, being a Jersey kid and rooting for the Knicks, how to handle himself with the New York media. Man, you said it all, man. He, he's a steady Eddie. He's an extension of the, of the coach out there on the court. Coach Tom Thibodeau can't stop raving about this kid since he's been here. And he's given the Knicks everything that we need, and that's a stabilizing force at the point guard position. Last night against the Timberwolves, he had 23 points, eight assists, five rebounds, you know, getting the offense in order, being super efficient from inside of the arc. The Knicks are number two in the league in points in the paint, and Jalen Brunson is a major, major part of that. And so uh, the Knicks have to be happy with what they have and finally getting a point guard that they haven't had in the last 10 years. The way he's able to use his size and his footwork, his physicality to get any shot that he wants to on the court, it's really impressive to watch. And now you're seeing some chemistry between he and, and Julius Randle, he and R.J. Barrett, which is very important. It seems like he's been here for a number of years. You know, for a guy that's just gotten to the team 10 games into the season, he's very comfortable with what's going on with this team and what the coach is preaching out there. And, and I'm very happy with, uh, with what Jalen Brunson has given us offensively. Defensively, you know, the perimeter defense hasn't been that strong. And that's been part of the issue with the Knicks' three-point defense. And so they've got to tighten those things up. That's why a guy like a Cam Reddish is very important in this rotation. R.J. Barrett also has to step up on the, on the defensive end, and he has to kind of help cover up some of those deficiencies that Jalen Brunson has from a lateral quickness standpoint and also a size. But nevertheless, it's, it's the offense, it's being a floor general where Jalen Brunson has shined bright, and, and I think the Knicks are, are poised very well into the future. The Knicks have played the Nets a total of 20, no, 206 times in the regular season. The Brooklyn Nets have 105 wins. The New York Knicks have 101 wins. Here's a trivia question for you. I didn't know it. I had to look it up. Yeah. When was the last time the Knicks beat the Nets? Oh, been a while it's been a couple years now uh we're coming up on what would be two whole years getting to january you remember this game january 26 at madison square garden ah uh, i think two, two, i think two years ago in january 26 looking at landofbasketball.com okay 
the the Nets have won the last seven meetings in a row. Oh. So going back to the 2019-2020 season, January 26, 2020, the Brooklyn Nets were able or the the Knicks were able to beat the Nets in Madison Square Garden 110-97. That was the last time they won head to head in the regular season. This must have been when we had uh our 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 guy Marcus Morris leading the leading the charge here. <laughs> Marcus Morris had an outstanding year for the Knicks, a one-hit one wonder. That must have been a Marcus Morris standout game, man. Must have been. I'm trying to think. I'm like, was I at this game? There was a game. I remember going to the Garden in a Vince Carter jersey and uh, being disrespected by some young Knicks fans in Chris uh, Dapp Porzingis jerseys next to me. That was that was way before. No, nah, it couldn't have been 2020 because it, it had to be 2018. It was way before any Nets fan even thought we were getting KD Kyrie. So, yeah, that's <laughs> so that was going back to um, January 2018 uh, that I was in the in the in the Garden for that loss. Times have changed, but uh, I'll say this as I let you go: you you know how these games go. They come down to the last seconds. They're always competitive, and it comes down to Kevin Durant having the ball yeah. in his hands, and they're expecting it be to be close uh, tomorrow night. You know, FanDuel has. The Brooklyn Nets as minus two and a half point favorites. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to be close, man. You thinking the Knicks can get this one? I think the Nets get it just because of KD. KD has this chip on his shoulder for the Knicks, and obviously his right hand man, Rich Kleiman, big Knicks fan. Like KD is going to go out there with these guys, and they already defer to him, right? The offense, if you've been watching yeah. the Nets lately, is completely different without Kyrie. They move the ball, and they're always looking for KD, and that's how he's able to take over and dominate and do his thing. I think we can expect that tomorrow night. Well, you know, last time they played each other at the Barclays Center, I think KD almost went off for about 50. So hopefully uh, Tibbs is looking at the tape and, and we can prevent that. And look, there's nobody that can stop him completely, but maybe Cam Reddish with some, with some size and length can maybe slow him down a little bit. I'd say the difference is, is that in a lot of those close matchups, especially over the last two years, the Knicks were heavily reliant upon Julius Randle to make a play for them and, and take them home. This time you have a point guard now in a Jalen Brunson who can really steady the offense and be a guy that they can go to in crunch time to either score or assist and just make things a little bit easier. And so th- I think that could be a difference. If, if this thing is a nail-biter down the stretch, just having a guy like that who could be cool, calm, and collected on the pressure and deliver for this team could be the difference. So with that being said, Keith, 110-106. Knicks take Act One Ooh. of the Battle of the, of the Battle of New York. Called it. <laughs> Called this shot. CP the franchise. Thanks for joining us tonight. You're the man, bro. Appreciate it. Anytime, Keith. Salute to everybody at the fan. Keep up the great work, man. Ladies and gentlemen, we just talked Knicks, Nets, Battle of the Boroughs coming up. Call me up if you want to talk Knicks, Nets, and whatever you want to talk about. I said we'll open it up. That's the last guest I have for tonight, and uh, we'll do an open mic. We can talk Jets, Giants, Yankees, Mets. I think we've got some more from the GM meetings, and uh, I've got a few things to float out there as well. i got to figure out that game that I was at. I think it was January 30th, 2018. Brooklyn Nets lose to the Knicks 111-95, to and, uh, yeah, I was in there with a Vince Carter jersey on, trying to mind my business. i got to find that video. There's like a, a funny video of this kid that was, like, trying to take my beer from me. Probably this kid now... Let's see, that was four years ago. This kid was probably six. That kid's probably 10. Who knows? He might be listening to the fan right now. 
We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Uh, first off, Keith McPherson checking back in on the fan. A five-hour KM to AM, we've got two hours to go. But I'm laughing because these GM meetings, like, it never ends. I, I came in tonight, I was talking to Paulie, talking to Tommy, and even said it to C-Mac. I'm like, it's just, like, I'm, I'm waiting for people to cool off on it. But there's no chance to cool off on it. What am I talking about? The New York Yankees, the offseason, what they need to do, what they didn't do last season, where they go from here, uh, are they accepting defeat, failure, being accountable for their mistakes? Are they saying the right things to, uh, I don't I don't know, man. I don't know what to believe. I think there's a line of thinking uh, after the press conference they had Friday where you don't bash your players. I even heard a caller call up and say this line, which stuck with me, and it's true, right? Last year when the season ended, we all knew Gary Sanchez was cooked. I'll never get over him not making that tag in the Subway Series and letting, I forget who was it, VR? Somebody from the Mets slid under him, and I was just like, what are you doing, bro? Like, that's bad. We knew he was cooked. We knew he was done. Cashman said he needed to upgrade the, the team up the middle, but never once did he come out to bash Gary Sanchez. Never once did he even come out to make you think that Gary Sanchez was going to be traded. We just heard one night. Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela traded for ICAF and Donaldson. What? So you can't believe everything they say about players. I just saw a report on Twitter because now everyone is asking these questions and things are coming out. I don't know what to believe or not believe, but uh, this one I think came from Bleacher Report. Yankees recommit to Donaldson. Brian Cashman says at GM meetings that Josh Donaldson will be the team's third baseman next year. Yeah, because he's under contract for another year. He just played a bunch of games at third base. They don't have another guy. They do. But they're going to say that. And I think, they're, I think they have to say that right now. But hopefully they make other moves. And, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at all this stuff. Talking Yanks is covering it. Uh, Yankees videos is covering it on Twitter. They're talking about the budget with Cashman. What's Hal's budget? They're talking about what needs he have. And Cashman's talking about, well, I don't have a right fielder. I don't have a left fielder. We can always use more pitching. Uh, we have some kids pushing in on the infield. I'm just laughing because... It's just more of the same, and we don't know what's going to happen and what they're going to do, but we're all buying in and eating all this stuff up, and people care. People care. People are still mad about how the season ended. People are still mad that it's another season without a World Series appearance, without a World Series championship. People are mad that Hal Steinbrenner just has a handshake agreement with Brian Cashman. His contract ended October 31st. He's holding the press conference Friday. Fast forward to Tuesday. He's out in Vegas at the winter meetings, or not winter meetings, the GM meetings, I told you that's his job until he doesn't want it. There was no chance. All that talk this year about, oh, his contract's up, and BT saying uh, Brian Cashman doesn't deserve to be the guy to rebuild this team or to build this team moving forward. What are you talking about? He's the guy. There is no other guy. Who deserves it more than him? He's not giving up that seat. So I am online trying to get everything I can from Brian Cashman talking at these GM meetings. I was able to pull some clips from Billy Epler. I think we played one at the 9 o'clock hour uh, from SNY. Billy Epler's talking about Taiwan Walker. He's talking about Brandon Nimmo, DeGrom. Uh, he even had a line, which it just falls in line with the Mets and how they're run right now, right? They don't waste any time. They have the money. They strike. 
you know, the World Series ends, none of you can get Edwin Diaz. He's locked here. Five years, $102 million. Billy Epler had a line about, hey, if you guys want to make this like the NFL or NBA free agency where we make it quicker, like, let's do it. Like, he's all for it. Like, let's make it happen. Because this is going to be a long, drawn-out process through November, December, January, February, and even March. You know how it goes. Keep McPherson on the fan. Call me up. Whatever you want to talk about sports-wise, we can do. 877-337-6666. Top of the hour break and update coming to you next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.